Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Season 2, Episode 5 of Biscuits Calling a Hockey Podcast. I am Dave, your mealy-mouthed host who talks first here in Brooklyn, New York, in the United States of America. And my partner, is uh, he's, he's in the middle of a storm, I believe. Yeah, it's we're, we're having like a rainy, windy storm up here at the Vice uh, Ottawa headquarters. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if it, if it sounds like I'm like coming to you from the middle of a haunted house or something like that it's uh it's it's i'm I'm not like doing that for effect the nhl is going to get you you know what's funny is i just went to the bathroom here in vice and in the men's room downstairs here there's like a there's like an ambient sound machine in there where you can like you can like click on or tap brook out like like it was like there were crickets and stuff while i was going to the bathroom it was really weird it was like i was peeing in the woods and it's, wow. I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, are there crickets in the bathroom? What the hell's going on? And it's just a machine there. I guess that just helps you, you know, do your, do your thing. If you're, you know, stressed, I guess. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing that yeah. anyone needed or wanted, but <laughs> I'm, sta- All right. I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm hearing the crickets and I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, is there an infestation? Nope. It's just, you know, there's a, there's running water, I guess that helps. Yeah. I don't know. You should, you should go grab it and bring the crickets on up for <laughs> what we start Start dropping one-liners. Can can bring the crickets for the to give you that feeling like you're at a Florida Panthers game. Yes. Boom, zing. <laughs> uh, should we should we start with the the hot news of the day that that may have may not no longer be the hot news of the day by the time you hear this the the uh, the, the, the Joe Thornton Tom Wilson Caps Sharks shenanigans yeah. from last the, night. The the Joe Thornton bum check the. <laughs> the controversy involving Joe Thornton's buttocks that was not the controversy that we thought we might get from, from Joe Thornton someday uh where he I, I don't know I mean you 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 saw the hit I'm guessing yeah it was, it was TJ it was mildly late a little bit TJ but Oshie. I didn't think it was I think it was just completely it was, accidental it was weird though, yeah. right like like TJ Oshi goes into the corner with was it Logan Couture I don't know with another shark gets kind of tangled up with him and as he's falling, Joe Thornton just kind of arrives and mushes his butt cheek into TJ Oshie's face. The classic mush butt which, cheek check we all know and love. Yeah, the, the classic uh, yeah. textbook. Just, textbook just check. the way they teach you. 
And like when you first see it, you're like, oh, that's just, you know, that's one of those things. I mean, if you're falling, the other guy can't really change direction. And it, it, but the thing was, the puck was nowhere nearby at that point. Yeah, it was late. Like there was really no reason for Joe Thornton to skate over and and involve himself uh, or his butt cheeks in that play in <laughs> in any way. Uh, but but he does, and TJ Oshie gets gets hurt. Uh, leaves the game. Uh, one of those situations where it, it kind of, I don't want to say maybe looked worse than it is because I, I don't think we know exactly uh, what the what the injury may have been. But I think at the I, time, he's he's day to day as of this exact yeah. moment. At the time, it looked like it it could be serious. He kind of you know see, seemed like he was either knocked out or or at least at least in some pain on the play. Uh, then in the next period. Uh, Tom Wilson skates over and and challenges Joe Thornton to a fight, which is something that Tom Wilson does fairly often, and Joe Thornton doesn't do very much. But Joe Thornton, being the good Canadian boy that he is, honors the code (laughs) and agrees to fight a guy who's got like one fiftieth of his skill level, even though it's the third period of a close game. Uh, Wilson wins the fight fairly easily. Yeah. and then, and then after the game, San Jose coach Peter DeBoer is furious about this. He he was really, yeah. really kind of unhappy with the fact that that the Capitals went went after Joe Thornton and and said that he he would have been fine with it if it had happened right after the play, but the fact that it was done later bothered him, which is kind of the opposite of what most of us tend to say. Like it, it, in general. These days, everybody's so sick of fights right after clean or semi-questionable hits. Uh, but apparently, that's the time where you're supposed to do it, according to the San Jose Sharks. I don't know. I like. I don't. I feel like I should have a strong opinion one way or another. But I just my my hey, takeaway just, just was make up one for the podcast. Weird. Make make one up. Just get really intense about one side. I'll take the other. That that's how you get ratings. Do it. Just go crazy. Say Joe Thornton's a coward. Do it. Joe Thornton <laughs> needs to be suspended. Yes. I mean, no. For, I mean, this between him and Rob Gronkowski, what message are we sending? Yes. To, to the, the troops. Today. Oh, this the youth, is why, th- this sort of garbage is why ratings in the <laughs> NHL are plummeting and or flat and or going up. I have no idea. Yeah. And, and I think that, Joe Thornton should be should be uh, suspended, and Tom Wilson should be should get a raise. Given the heart trophy. Get a raise. Yeah. yeah, you should get something. Yeah, like I don't know. This is this is the thing about hockey that really drives me insane. As somebody who likes to watch hockey, is like Joe Thornton's hit. Let's say if T.J. Oshie stays on his feet, he doesn't fall down, and and Joe Thornton hits him. It's probably not even going to be a penalty. Probably should be interference. Two minutes. Because Thornton's going over there and hitting a guy late, you know he's going in ass first, the textbook ass first check, and Oshie slips and falls, and now his face is right up against his ass. And if anyone's coming at you who's a tall giant person and they're coming at you fast, ass first, they're going to hit you in the head when you're hip high to the ass, and you're going to get hurt. And my thing is just like my thing about hockey, like I, fighting in hockey is just stupid. Tom Wilson fighting Joe Thornton two seconds after that or 22 minutes after that doesn't bring T.J. Oshie back. 
It doesn't prevent the next guy from getting hit. It's it's extremely stupid. But in terms of the context of the hockey code, you know, Joe Thornton answering the bell, Tom Wilson sticking up for his teammates, I kind of agree with the Pete DeBoer sentiment of, you know what, if you thought that hit was so bad at the time, why don't you just jump him right then and there and settle it right away? Why go to the locker room for 17 minutes, watch the replay, come out, force this guy to fight? Like if you're if you're in a close game, you should never. And the other thing too is is, is a five minute penalty seems like a lot. It's five minutes out of 20 in the third period, but I mean it's really only two shifts, probably at most. Joe Thornton misses, and they're probably going to lose that game anyway, but. I, I just I, well, I I hate the whole standing up for the teammate thing. I've written about this a million times. Like if if, if you don't want to get hit accidentally, cleanly, illegally, legally, don't play hockey, man. Like you're you're gonna get hit illegally sometimes. Like this whole sticking up for your teammate and fighting thing is just so stupid. It doesn't prevent anything. It does. Oh, if you're if you're a teammate on the bench, you feel really good about seeing your. Why? Who cares? Like it's it's yeah. not preventing anything. It's not bringing TJ Oshie back. Like. We, you want you know you know pound of flesh or an eye for an eye and all that crap. I I, right, well, two, I don't know. Two, two things here. First of all, if hip high to the ass isn't the title of this episode of the podcast, <laughs> I've already typed it out. Very, yeah, very disappointed. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean the the thing with well, you know, he waited until the next period. I mean, first of all, I'm I'm assuming that Tom Wilson probably wasn't on the ice when the initial hit happened. Uh, but even if he is, like if he skates over right away while Joe Thornton's looking down at, at TJ and, and grabs him, then we're all going to say, oh, well, you didn't give the guy a chance to defend himself. You just, you know, you just went over. In this case, and it was a little weird. Like I didn't, I got to admit, the replay of the of the fight kind of comes in right as the fight's starting. But he, I mean, he doesn't jump him. Oh, no. they Yeah, they he skate around for a while. Yeah. We're off. They do the little, uh, the little pose down thing. Uh, they, and, they, and, po- and, wait, they, they, they pose down and they take their shirts yeah. off and like, flex. It was, yeah, it was, there, there was, there was some, some flexing and, uh, uh, it, it, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's sort of, you know, if, if you're Tom Wilson or whoever on the Washington Capitals and you feel like this is something you need to respond to, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't, as far as when you do it. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I think, I, I think if anything, if somebody is going to get it in their head that they want to fight my star player who's not a fighter, I I would prefer them to do it that way where they, you know, skate up, offer the invitation, at least let the guy get set and, and ready to defend himself. I don't, I mean, if Joe Thornton says no and skates away, we don't know what, what Tom Wilson's next move is, but I don't know. I, I think we, we've been through this. You and I are kind of on different pages as far as the fighting for teammates and responding to hits and the code and all of this stuff. And I, I get it. I, I feel like, I feel like my side of this debate is, is definitely losing ground. You're a dinosaur, Sean, a dinosaur. I'm on my way. You're, you're, I might be. you're a pterodactyl. That's what you are, which is definitely a dinosaur. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, just I, saying back in my day, <laughs> we're the same an age. Ass, an ass hit to the face <laughs> would have been dealt with. Maybe that's maybe that's a problem. Maybe like they insulted their manhood and like, oh, he put his butt in my face. I got to get him back. Like you gave him uh, what's that? Th- what's that thing called where you you fart on your friend's pillow and they, they get pink eye? There's like a term for that. It was in that stupid Seth Rogen movie where they have the baby. I forget what the hell it's called. Maybe that's what they were doing. But the, the, what's funny too is is like all the stuff that will come out of this game is going to be about that. And meanwhile, like Brendan Dillon 
he should get like five games for that slash. Like he's he's it's yeah. like Radko Gudis, except instead of someone's head, it's someone's hand. And it's always it's always a good player. It's always Kuznetsov. You know, it's never it's never Tom Wilson that gets slashed. And Brendan Dillon, right. I think, is going to have a hearing. He should have a hearing. Well, I think we're we're at this. We're recording this as like Tuesday afternoon, so I don't. We haven't seen anything official, but the the word the unofficial word from the sort of people who who tend to be plugged into this was that they didn't think anything was going to come of the, the Thornton Oshie thing, but they did think out of everything that the slash was potentially uh, going to be an issue and going to be something that would be looked at in some depth and considered for a suspension. What do you think? I think three games. Yeah, that mm. sounds about right. Probably- Unless, yeah, I don't know. They haven't. That'd be one. I get, this is... The first is this the first slashing suspension that we would have since uh, they cracked down? Does Gudis technically count as a slash? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, no, that felt like a different thing to me. Like guillotining. I wonder if I just wonder if it's tied in right to the crackdown. Like if if the fact that they sort of lowered the bar for what counts as a slashing penalty, if if part of that was also that hmm. yeah. they they wanted to crack down on more severe slashes, or maybe they felt like those were already being appropriately take care I, no, I guess we'll find out yeah by the time you hear this you'll know that Brendan Dillon was given a, a stern talking I feel like stern talking to is going to be the bottom line here like the Radko mm-hmm. Gudis got like five of those I think they'll give Brendan Dillon a stern talking to about slashing people's hands and slash a slap on the wrist I get it slap Ironically. on the wrist that's, that's, that's clever that's good stuff yeah, so uh, so that's that's. I'm glad we settled that debate. Um, yeah. I, I know people wanted. Oh, should we should we 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 went to do this at the top of the show. We should apologize to everybody for not remembering Robin Leonard as the absolute perfect co co fighter for John Quick. Go back on that because last week we had, in our defense, we had like 30 seconds to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> the the which which goaltender which current goaltender would make for the best goalie fight or the most likely uh, goalie fight. And we we threw a few names out there, and the, I think the other fifty nine minutes of the podcast got like yeah, no one five cared. responses. But, no one cared. We, we blew the ending. People were very adamant that uh, yeah, Robin Robin Leonard obviously. I, although I I feel like part of me feels like Robert Leonard is so he's so big and crazy that I wouldn't be surprised if he goes his whole career without ever. Certainly, without ever having anyone come after him. Oh, because they're too I, scared. Yeah, that's... yeah. I, I think he's one of those guys where if he's in the mix, you're as the other goalie. You're suddenly like very distracted by something that's happening with your blocker or up in the stands, <laughs> and you don't you don't quite make or or you do that thing where you skate down, but you make like the ex, you take the exact right angle so that the referee is <laughs> in front of you because the referee is always the one who like shoes the goaltender away. That's their main job in that sort of thing. So you just skate right for the referee, and then, then you're like, "I'm sorry, Robin, I can't, I can't do it." And then the other one that that people mention that, that is a good one is Mike Smith, because yeah. Mike Smith is definitely. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that one because I, I like the jokes about how like John Quick would like swing and miss a, on a punch, and then Mike Smith would fall down and act like he got hurt. I thought that was funny. I don't think Mike Smith is a real <laughs> fighter type, though, is he? Uh, well, I don't know if I fighter type, but I mean, he's he is the king crazy. Of, of flipping out and destroying his goal stick, which is usually a good sign of 
of goaltender yeah. craziness. But like John like Quick is, is John Quick is that guy too. So I feel like if they were to yeah. ever really fight, they 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 just be like, "Come on, let's go." Yeah, See, want, I, come on, let's go. No, you you go. I no, you like, go. I, I feel like Quick and Smith would be the most likely pairing, especially since they're in the same division. Because you're right, there is that kind of quick. Was it Quick and Crawford in the playoffs? Remember they bumped on the way off the ice? Yeah, I think that's... Everyone what... got excited for three seconds, and then they both just left? Yeah, because I think Corey Crawford would probably destroy John. I think that's the thing. Like, Jonathan Quick is like 5'8 and like 180 pounds. He's, he's like, if yeah. he if Robin Leonard like, ever John got a hold Quick of him... John Quick is not fighting Robin Leonard. That's no. Not, like, if, they, if those two did wind up paired off, what resulted from that would not be, by any realistic definition of the word, considered a fight yeah it would be like the mountain versus Oberon, where like the mountain would just crush over and skull like that's what john quick would not come back from that ever and the other thing too in my defense like i've talked to robin leonard a few times in my life and he's like really the nicest guy he's like so thoughtful mm-hmm. and like he's he's i would define him as a sweet man and and i just I, I i've never i never would picture him like snapping at a question so like i didn't think of him as snapping right. it but yeah that's 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 where we should have gone and as we all know the the way a hockey player responds to yeah, hockey reporters is <laughs> that is their character. There is John, that's all you need to know about a man. John Scott's a great guy, great human being. It's is weird. He at his locker. Yeah, how was he at his locker, locker, man? Boy, you know that's what? It. That Connor McDavid, total bum. But that Chris Russell, the way the way he stood up there and answered questions about scoring into his own net, to me, makes him a Hart Trophy slash Norris Trophy candidate. That's who is he it going to be weird in like <sighs> five years when? the Edmonton media like gets together for the Christmas party and every child is named either Chris or Russell. <laughs> or Zach. Like, Santa's, it, there's just a lineup of kids to see Santa and Santa's just like, all right, Chris and or Russell, you're next. <laughs> this is my, this is my, up, because... my son, Zach and my daughter, Cassian. Oh, they're just two scrappy kids that, that just, I, I have never, I have never seen uh, a, yeah, a, a local media that loves a player and will defend him more than they love Chris Russell. Yep, he's the best. Who, who had, you know, a bit of a rough rough moment last week when he sniped on his own net. I mean, let's I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. We we tend to think, oh yeah, this guy scored in his own net, but usually it's like, you know, the went off his skaters, you know, accidental deflection. Chris Russell sniped that. Oh, that was it was like it was just it came off the stick like a rocket. And the best part too was like the next game they play against Calgary. Calgary storming back from down six one or whatever it was. They get it to or five one. Yeah. They get it to five four or six five, whatever it was. And then there's a two on one the other way, and like TJ Brody's back defending it. And like the pass is a is an aerial pass that hits off a stick and goes in, and everyone's like, "Oh, see, see how that can happen to anybody." Yeah, that's not the yeah. same thing. No, it's not It's not the same thing. But my favorite part of that play was that Chris Russell was on the ice and the camera immediately cuts to him <laughs> as he's at the Oilers bench. And like his teammates are like patting him on the back. And you could just tell he's like, can, can you guys not do that? He's like, fuck off. Please leave me alone. I don't want to think about that. I don't that. want this to be my thing. Like, can you not to... <laughs> this thing, every time that happens in a game, everyone's like, hey, Chris, remember that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> I was I was there. I totally remember it. But speaking of elite defensemen that that you have to pay a lot of money for, uh, Drew Doughty and, and Eric Carlson are going to be free agents extremely soon. UFAs out on the market, yeah. and it's just too bad that Eric Carlson isn't good anymore. I guess, huh? Yeah, it's a shame that, yeah. that this is bad timing for him. It's too that bad. He's had nine bad games or whatever in a row. But but yeah, I, I actually found this story 
really interesting because the, I mean, you know, look at look at what we had with Steven Stamkos, right? And Steven Stamkos made it actually to free agency, uh, and 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 a couple of days in before he resigned in Tampa. I don't remember him ever like the biggest controversy was like one time when he liked a tweet mm-hmm. that mentioned the Maple Leafs. Like that was as other than that, he never said anything. He never. He never did anything. John Tavares is in the situation right now. I don't think John Tavares has said anything. Nope. That could remotely interesting about this. Like there, everyone's keeping quiet. And then here comes, you know, Drew Doughty, and he gives a, a fascinating interview to, to Craig Custance where he's he's talking about hitting free agency in 2019 and all his thoughts on it and how he's going to work with Eric Carlson to make sure that they get the right amount of money and how he should be making more than PK Subban. And at one point starts going off about how much fun it would be to play for the Maple Leafs and how much he loves Mike Babcock and, and all this other stuff. And you're sitting there going like, wow, well, that's, that's great. That's crazy. You never see that. And then here comes Eric Carlson like two days later and, and in only slightly more subdued way, basically says the same sort of stuff uh, to the Ottawa media saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to get what I'm worth and I'm not taking any discounts and, uh, it's it's the owners treat it like business, and so I'm going to treat it the same way. And so now suddenly you've got the two two guys from what in theory could be a really good class of 2019 free agency. And I say in theory because we do this all the time, right? We look ahead two years, and you go look at all the guys who might be free agent, and then none of them ever never actually make it there. But now you got at least you know the the two guys at the top of the list who sound like they kind of do want to at least test the waters uh which makes you wonder you know how does that trickle down to everybody else and could we actually get real free agency in this league for the first time since since the the lockout if not before then I, and, and it's, the thing that i think people should take from this isn't that Drew Doughty thinks he's worth it more than pk suban like that's fine if he thinks that he's not but whatever is that these two guys sat down with media people, either one-on-one or in a scrum or whatever, and said, yeah, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to make so much money on my next contract that it's going to be sick. And then like a couple days went by and nothing happened. Everyone's, every, the world continued to move. They, they talked openly and honestly about their contract situations. Drew Doughty talked honestly about wanting to play for possibly another team while he's still under contract for a season and a half with another team. And everyone was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, who could blame the guy wanting to play for Toronto? Who could blame the guy who wants to get paid a bunch of money while he's the best defenseman in hockey? And I think yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Although, you know, like being, I don't know how, I would assume that the Drew Doughty comments, like to me, out of out of the two, his were more, yeah, uh, you know. Edgy, whatever. Rising or yeah. edgy. Because I mean, he, he did mention another team and he, you know, he did seem to be really looking ahead. Whereas Eric Carlson was still a little bit more in the, in the realm of the, the theoretical. I don't know how Doughty's comments are playing in LA, but being up here in Ottawa, uh, where Eric Carlson is obviously the, I mean, they, they love him up here. He's the most popular player in, on, on the team by, by a mile, but I'm already starting to hear from some, you know, a, a minority of the fans who are kind of already starting down that path of, well, you know, if Eric Carlson wants to win and doesn't just want a paycheck, then he's going to have to accept that he won't be able to make the blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you can just start to see, you know, like I say, it's, it's, it's a small number so far, but 
you can see those little cracks starting to form and those little, you know, people kind of lining up on, all right, which, what side am I going to be on here? And it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the Carlson thing plays out because there's a whole ownership situation here in Ottawa right now. There's all sorts of speculation about whether Eugene Melnick is, is going to continue as the, uh, as the sole owner or the majority owner, or even as an owner at all. There's, there's lots of, uh, rumors as to who else might be waiting in the wings to to kind of step in and uh, and and take a run at this team. There's a, an arena situation. There's a lot of stuff going on over the next year and a half between now and when Eric Carlson becomes a free agent. And I, I don't know. I was I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago before a source before, a source a source i don't know if it, huh? it, some, huh? somebody who knows somebody who knows the senator's situation a lot better than i do let's put it that way okay and, That's a and this was before carlson's comments uh but we were talk, talking about you know eric carlson needing a new deal and you know i and we were talking about how much it would be and and i kind of made a passing comment like well i mean we know he's going to resign we know he's going to be back in ottawa and and the person kind of made one of those faces where it was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on, there's no, he's not going to actually go to free agency. And the impression I got, and I, I don't want to, I certainly don't want to overstate it, but the impression I got is that the chances are, you know, very much, it's, it's, it's much more likely than not that Eric Carlson stays in Ottawa because that's just what star players do. But that, I shouldn't assume it was a sure thing uh, the way you might in, in some other cases, because uh, there's, there are a lot of moving parts here. Okay. And, and the other thing with Eric Carlson is like, he, Eric Carlson is, I, I, in my opinion, he is the, in the entire league, he is the best player on his team by the widest margin. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you took, Compared to the second best guy on the team, yeah, yeah. He, he is. I to me, I, I I put him at the top of that list, and he has been underpaid on this contract, and and he signed. It was a big deal when he signed it. Uh, you know, I don't think he took any discounts or anything, but but based on what he's done, I mean, he's the third highest paid player on his own team. He makes less than Dion Phaneuf. He makes less than Bobby Ryan in terms of cap hit. <laughs> and you, I mean, you wouldn't trade both those guys combined for. <laughs> <laughs> no for you know in a million years so i you know it it's it it kind of puts the senators in a tough position if they want to come back to him and say you know we need you to take a little bit less take one for the team here so that we can put a team around you because he's sitting there going i you know what i've i've been making way less than i should have for the last few years who did you put around me with that money yes yes first of all was that was your source daniel offertson is that the person you talked to was he the guy no I can't, I, I can't confirm. Ooh, that's a yes. I, if that's it, a yes. It, it, it may or may not have been the uh, the half naked gladiator from the pregame. Russell Crowe. <laughs> no. You do remember that, right? The uh, the half naked gladiator situation that. You mean like Zap and and all the people from American Gladiators? This, no, this 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 was like this was years ago, but it it before one of their playoff games, they came, you know how like every team has their little playoff tradition. And they decided to launch this new tradition of having a half-naked gladiator guy go oh. out and and fire up the crowd. Oh, really? And it's—I mean, you have to—you have to search it. I, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and advise people to go and like 
<laughs> run a YouTube search for half naked gladiator because I, I can't be responsible for what might but search like Senator Gladiator introduction because it's it's just a thing of beauty. Like he gets out there and the crowd's going nuts and he starts to talk and like his mic keeps cutting out. And then like at one point they kind of shoot him from behind and you can see that he has his speech taped to his shield. <laughs> and and then like he goes to lift his sword, but he like hits himself in the head and his helmet starts falling off. And it's it's just it's a total it's a total disaster. And then just when he hits the big peak of the speech about how we're going to rise up and cut like the penguins pick that moment to come out on the ice. So all the fans start booing. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's uh, honestly one of the all time greatest, uh, greatest moments. And needless to say, the guy was like, it, it was intended to be like the Senator's new thing. Never happened again. And it, he was never, he was never <laughs> seen again. Here's here. Okay. Here, here are my final, my, here's my Jerry Springer final thoughts on, on the Carlson thing. The one way Ottawa can kind of work a bargain here is if, the one thing I think we we're, we're kind of glossing over is the fact that Eric Carlson has like one and three quarters feet at this point, and he's also not playing well. So right. maybe the Ottawa Senators are like, "Look, you know, you might not be the same guy you used to be, but we're still willing to give you X amount of dollars over X amount of years. Maybe you want to take that and not risk being bad for the next year and a half, and then everyone's saying, well, he's done because of the foot surgery.' So there's that. And the other thing too is. I feel like this nine-game stretch, it's not a coincidence that it correlates with the arrival of Matt Duchesne and his inability to do anything at five-on-five five because it's 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 probably not. Kyle Turris is in Ottawa just racking up points every night, racking up wins, and the Ottawa Senators were like, hey, let's, let's mess with the roster that got to one goal of the Stanley Cup final last year, and let's swap out Turris for Duchesne. So that's probably really the reason why there's a situation here, but... The other thing, too, is him asking for, like, like the thing with Dowdy, yeah, he comes out and says, uh, Toronto, it's a nice little town. They got good shawarma there. I like the arena. It's nice downtown. Real sports is a cool bar. And everyone's like, ooh, he said Toronto. And while Carlson doesn't specifically name another team, if you play for the Ottawa Senators and you're super awesome and you're like, I want to get the most money possible, you're essentially naming every other team in the league as a possible destination because Ottawa's yes. not going to give you that. You're so, not really narrowing it down. Yeah, you're basically saying, I'm willing to go to like 27 other teams and it's going to be awesome when they pay me what I'm worth. And Ottawa's like, wait, we don't do that. We don't pay guys, but they're, unless we trade for them, then we'll do it. But otherwise, we're probably not going to do it. So uh, all in all, I, I, I enjoyed it. I hope it happens more. I hope there's more Kevin Durant super teams in this league and they combine forces and, and, and give uh, like a weird team like Carolina. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's the other thing, right? Because everyone's like, oh, wouldn't it be it's, it'll be great if these two make it to free agency. And let's, you know, let's let's be clear everyone else who's not a Senators or a Kings fan is saying that because they think it would be cool if their team signed one of these guys and they yeah. need to get to free agency first. And yeah, then, then you see them being buddies and there is that kind of party that's like wait are they gonna pull like a salani korea here and mm. what if they went inside at the same at which point that would wipe the smirk off of all of our faces except for the fans of that one team because you'd be like oh all right well now we know who's winning the stanley cup for the next however many years like well, it's all fun and games until they both take the league minimum to go to the blackhawks yeah i was gonna say like what if they take like three million a piece to go to nashville and you have like Subban, Ellis, Yossi, Dowdy, and Carlson for like two or three years when they're still at their peak. Oh, that'd be so much yeah. fun. That's and, what I want. And, and, you know, the other thing is what what happens if you get, and, you know, it's, just, it's sort of the same thing as the, what we saw with Tavares, but what happens if we get into next season Oh yeah. and you're halfway through and, you know, the, these guys haven't signed yet and they still are making these indications that they want to get to free agency. Do you Do you work a trade? And I feel like, 
if you're the LA Kings, you, you could probably get away with not trading Drew Doughty because you say, look, we won two Stanley Cups with this guy. The Drew Doughty era was a success. If he leaves, he leaves, and 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 we live with it. Now the Kings, by that point, might be in a stage where they're they need a rebuild, and and trading Drew Doughty would be the perfect way to kick that off. So who knows? But if you're the Senators, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You got to get. Stuff. I have no idea what, because because I mean the thing with the Senators has always been not should they rebuild, but can they rebuild? Do they feel like they they can take? a step back for a couple of years and know they're not going to make the playoffs when that's such a key part of their, their revenue uh, projections. I, you know, I have no idea what you do if you're Pierre Dorian and it's December, 2018 and Eric Carlson not only has not signed, but is still occasionally going, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind getting a free agency, especially assuming that, you know, this, this, the senators are a similar team then as they are now, which is to say like, playoff bubble team but not not much more than that hmm. i would not i would not want to be the one who had to make that decision and 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 like i said i said this on twitter and I, i'm sure it's true of dowdy as well but but just knowing the ottawa market the way i know them watch very closely to see like what kind of message gets subtly put out into the media over the next little while if it's something along the lines of hey look eric carlson's a great player and and we'll figure out a way to get this done then good that that's probably the way it'll go if you start subtly hearing stuff about how you know eric carlson needs to maybe be a bit more of a team player and maybe yeah <laughs> you know if you start hearing that and you start seeing that slip into media coverage and it seems like it might be coming from somewhere within the team that's that's when you look out because that's that will be your sign that this might not be heading towards the obvious and simple resolution that we we all kind of still assume it will wind up at so what else you want to talk about we got like 15 20 minutes left and there's like nine things we could talk about but it's your it's your show too i, I want you to i want you to guide us what do you what do you I, think i mean we we haven't had a chance in in quite a while to talk about the flyers winning a game wait that happened that's right that did they happen did. Yeah, it was one Cal- last night so, so the flyers snap a 10 game losing streak which I mean, we we knew there were we knew that would happen eventually. But what I found interesting was before the game, where Ron Hextel, not only did he give a vote of confidence to Dave Hextel, but he sounded like he kind of almost guaranteed his job for the rest of the year and beyond, as the tweet and said. even beyond. And yeah, beyond. it wasn't even like we'll evaluate at the end of the year. It was this is our coach, which is I don't know. There's. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's and I mean, you as a Giants fan would know that that sort of guarantee doesn't necessarily the longest sigh ever. <sighs> that doesn't that doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. But well, yeah, I well, mean, yeah. that's the kind of thing usually you if he, say. If he benches Claude Giroux in the next two weeks, then yeah, he's probably gonna get fired. But otherwise, he's probably, yeah. he's, he's probably good. Yeah, but I mean, that's like 
that's the kind of thing you say for one of two reasons. Either number one, you're just sick of being asked about it and you're trying to get the media to stop bugging you, which I think is a valid reason to, to say anything. <laughs> or number two is when you think or you know that there are players on the team who want the coach gone and you're sending the message to them that it's absolutely not happening. So you got to figure it out yourself and, 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 and start changing the way you're going about things. And I hadn't like, I hadn't heard anything coming out of Philadelphia that the players were, were quitting on this guy or that he was getting anything. And, and Hextel had also made the point that, you know, well, we're, and, and some people kind of, kind of made fun of him a little bit when he said, you know, we've lost 10 in a row, but we're not playing that bad. It's but funny. it actually, like, it is he, had, funny, he though. did have, to some extent, he did have a point. Like, I mean, they, they, you know, four, get, I think four losses in overtime, maybe one more in the shootout. Like, yeah. You know, it's I, still, they, they, that's funny. But, that's funny. But yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. So the, the Flyers, I don't know. And then the other team to, the, the, in, in terms of, that there aren't many teams the Flyers can still look down on, but the Buffalo Sabers. Oh, I mean, what the the, the Sabers who, who have now passed, or I guess I guess been passed by the Coyotes. I mean, remember it was like two or three weeks ago, the Coyotes were in the middle of the worst start, literally ever, in history. Ever had already had dead last locked up, and now they are they have past the Sabres and the Sabres have games in hand, but I mean, you're talking about last place teams. I don't think those games in hand get matter quite as much. And, and the Sabres are just coming off a stretch where they got shut out three times in a row. First time in franchise history that's ever happened. And then scored one goal in the third period against the Penguins in a five, one loss to, to prevent that from, from four games in a row. I mean, th- this is just, mm. I feel it's, like every week I, I write that the Sabres have hit rock bottom and then I have to go and revise it the week after because they're just, they're a, they're, they're a total disaster. And I mean, you can't, you can't say fire the coach. Coach is already fired. You can't say fire the GM. You already got a new GM. You can say strip it down and rebuild, but. It's already kind of stripped spend, down already. Yeah. Like what did you just spend the last few years doing? Like, it feels like they, they, the Sabres did the classic rebuild, which is to say they tanked as hard as they could possibly tank for a few years. And it's starting to look like they kind of came away with that with Jack Eichel and not all that much else as far as like key core pieces that you, that you build everything around. It's like they stripped down the car and then like forgot to like rebuild it. They're just kind of like driving around that has like one door like, like I mean, they, they thought they had, but it's it's just they have no goals yeah. from their defensemen this year, right? That's that's still true. I think they have zero goals from anyone that, that might plays, be. plays D. That's a problem. In a I league mean, the, where the blue line has been defenseman. an issue, and I know it's you know it's easy to say, well, go fix the blue line, and um, Eric Carlson and Drew Doughty, boom, we look at that. Dave and Sean oh. fix the Sabers. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> Harry Pagula's got the money. Speaking of fixing but, things, do you, do you want do you want to yell at me before we, we sign off? I know you wanted to yell at me on Twitter, but you didn't do it. I know you want to yell. Is at me this about, about your your terrible overtime? It's it's take? one it's one of the mailbag questions, and I feel like that to do the full yelling, you, you I want to give you some runway for it. I don't want you to rush it. Okay. Um. So so no, I mean, tell me why three on three overtime is good. Tell me why it's good. Yeah. So th- this was this was your terrible t- and and don't don't let me mischaracterize it. But no? I think your take was go ahead. Uh, and I'm quoting you. 
Uh, derp derp. My name's Dave. <laughs> I love the shootout. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I I think I said my name is David, but yeah, that's 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 yeah. that's pretty much it. No, but I okay. I've I've heard this from from other people as well, and and I'm I will fully concede that three on three overtime is every bit as gimmicky as the shootout. A little more, a little uh, more gimmicky, and, it, and in fact, maybe even more gimmicky in the sense that three on three hockey in the in in regulation is is Never rarer than penalty shots. So. But just because it's more, just because it is gimmicky. First of all, it's gimmicky in a way that is closer to real hockey. Mm. Mm. It is. Mm. It is. It absolutely is. It it has passing. It has back checking. It has you know guys covering lanes and gaps and all. I mean, it is absolutely. It's 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 not five on five hockey, but that is far closer to real hockey. If somebody came down. And you had to t- explain to them what the NHL was, but for some reason you couldn't use any footage of five on five hockey. You would show them three on three before you would show them the shootout. You would show them three on three and go, okay, now imagine that with a few extra players. Okay. If I you showed them the shootout, you would have to be like, okay, but also there's a clock and there's this and there's that. I, I, so it's I, I do admit that if I were to show space aliens how hockey worked, I'd show them three on three before the shootout. You have me there. That's that's true. So there so <laughs> Based on the space alien principle, <laughs> it's it's so it's it's far closer to real hockey, but more importantly, it's far more fun. It uh, is far more fun than the shootout. Y- yes, but it's okay. I, I will tell you right now, I have. I, I we're we're now into what it's the third first year. week of December. Oh yeah, first week of December. I have literally not watched one shootout this year, live, and it's and that's that's partly because the team I watch the Maple Leafs have only played like have only had like one or two of them. But when I'm watching, if when I'm sitting down to watch hockey at night and a game I'm watching goes to the shootout and there's five other games already on that are playing actual hockey, like forget, I'll find out who won the coin flip on Twitter. I don't. And if somebody does make, pull some amazing move, then I'll see it in the highlights. Wait, but by the coin flip, do you mean the shootout or three on three? Which coin flip do you the mean? Shootout. Okay. The shootout. The shootout is the boring coin flip. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch the exciting coin flip. <laughs> Why? Because like the exciting and, coin flip goes higher in the air before it comes down. Is that what's? Is that what makes yeah. it more exciting? Okay. No, th- three on three is the more exciting coin flip. And the thing with three on three is, like, I acknowledge that three on three is not always amazing. It's not five great minutes all the time. The the secret of five on five, or three on three rather is it's it, it's great when they're going back and forth. As soon as one team gets into the zone and starts setting up, it, oh, it turns awful. into a bit of a mess oh, because then there's there's nobody to pass to, and you just get like that horrible play where like the one guy just circles around for twenty seconds and then just dumps the puck in, and they go off for a change. So, I mean that, yeah, that that's certainly not great. But I mean some of these some of these overtimes are great, like that the what is it the Carolina Florida overtime a couple of days ago, like that was fantastic. There there are no shootouts, uh, you know. Other than Merrick Malik, there, there there have been no shootouts <laughs> that you would hold up as you know even close to the best overtime of any particular week. And even you know like the Chris the Chris Russell goal, everyone was the reason everyone was mad about that is because it cost them three on three overtime between Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, which would have been amazing. Uh, nobody's sad that they lost the chance to see the Leafs and Oilers have a shootout because I think at this point, like the novelty of the shootout is just worn off. And maybe overtime will get there too. But it's it's not there yet for me. I mean, this is if there's overtime 
on a game somewhere. I, I'm flipping over to that game. If overtime ends and the shootout starts, I'm I'm flipping away and I'm going to watch something else. Okay, here's here's where you're wrong. It's almost everywhere. You're wrong almost entirely in your in your argument. The one thing you're right about is yeah, three on three when it gets in the zone and there's no. You know, there's no odd man rush one way or the other. You can't cycle. You can't do anything unless John Tavares, you know, takes off Sean Couturier's pants with one hand on his stick and makes a crazy pass. You still need a second shot opportunity to get the puck in, by the way. The goalie makes the save, the rebound, they score. As as we move forward, and we knew this was going to happen, coaches were going to ruin three on three. And now when teams, like it used to be when a team had the puck in the zone and there was no rush, it was a three on three, you know, half cycle or whatever. They would just force it, and then eventually the shot would go wide, the shot would get blocked, and be a breakaway or two-on-one. And now they pull the puck out, they shoot it back to the goalie, guy goes off for changes, both teams change, and then we do the whole thing over again because you need a guy. The problem for me with three-on-three is you need a guy to fall down. You need a bad bad bounce on bad ice to, to have a, a two-on-one or right. a, a breakaway the other but way. But then when that once that happens... It's still it's still a bad way to decide a game, ba- Then you go back and forth, and it's... Yeah. Like, I would much rather see a game decided on a two-on-one than on a shootout. See, that 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 that's the heart of, of why three-on-three... See, three-on-three seems better than it is because you're comparing it to the worst way to decide a hockey game ever. If you have that right. for like ten but that, years, but that's our only other option, right? No, I mean, we can t- we can we can end games and ties. We can go four on four for ten minutes. Four well, on yeah, four. I, four I'm I'm right. fine with it. I'm I would be fine with ending games and ties, but I've I've come to realize that that's just a non-starter for for a lot of people or for, for whatever. I'm Perfect. I'm old school. I'm all I'm fine with ties. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I you want to do ten minutes of overtime? Let's let's do that too. But you know if 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 the option is, you know, if we want real hockey, real hockey is five on five and real hockey in today's NHL doesn't produce many goals, which means the odds of it ending of overtime ending in a goal and us not having to endure a shootout are pretty, pretty minimum. Assuming that the the idea is maximum chance of a goal with as much resemblance to real hockey as we can get, I think the ideal would be to do 10 minutes of overtime. Yes. But if that's if that for some reason is an issue for the players or whatever, then five on five or three on three for five minutes is, I think the, I think is a pretty good option out of a list of options that range from pretty good to outright terrible. My 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 overall feeling is three on three is of course more fun by by light years than a shootout, but I do feel like a shootout is the better way to give out the extra point than three on three because there's less luck involved. There's less relying on breakdowns. Cause if you have a breakdown at five on five, there's four other guys there. You have a breakdown at three on three. It's, it just becomes a glorified shootout. So for me, yeah, yeah like I, when three on three is really good, it's better than a shootout. It's not even close. I'm not saying a shootout is better, but I do think a shootout is a better way to give away 33% of available points and how it affects the standings. I'd rather have it be that. And and right. I'd also not like overtime wins to count the same as regulation wins. Like there should just be OT shootout wins and regulation wins, but they don't do that yet. So I got a not lot of yet. I got a lot of problems with you three on three people. But that's that's pretty much all of them. So I think that the main thing I'm hearing from you is that you acknowledge that three on three is way better than the shootout. Oh yeah, of course it is. It's way better than the shootout for entertainment purposes. I don't think it's way. It, it's I don't think it is better in terms of being the the proper way to decide who wins. Not then that, not that either way is proper, then, but you know. then let's get rid of the extra point. Yes, yes, and oh, of course, of course. No, I'm with you. I mean, the, the three two one point system is 
is the best option. And if, if we can't have that, what I would do when I'm commissioner, we're going to do. God damn it. I got passed yeah. over. <sighs> yeah. Fucking Canada. You're, you're my, you're my assistant. You're my bill daily. <laughs> That's good. I'm bald already. So I might as well put on a few pounds and do the thing. If, if we can't do three, two, one, then it's, it's, Three on three overtime for ten minutes, followed by a shootout. The winner gets two points. The loser gets zero points. And if yes. you want to go, well, we shouldn't get zero points because it was a shootout. You had ten minutes of quasi hockey to actually score a goal. And if your coach put out two defensemen and told you to play a system and run out the clock, then don't don't come crying to me that you you worked seventy plus minutes and didn't get any points. It's sports. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Some are born to sing the blues. Uh, that question was technically from Hockey Joe. We'll, we'll count that as one of the mailbag questions. And we got Pat before winter, who goes by the name, wow, hey, it's Pat on Twitter. He says, did, did the Devils actually make a smart move trading Henrique for Vatanen? And the short answer is yes, they did. Very smart. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Vatanen's a guy that, that some of the, the analytics people feel might maybe is not quite as good as his reputation. But, I, I mean, that's... That's, that's that's a good hockey trade. Right? It's a team we got we got lots of defensemen and we're weak up front. You guys are are weak on the blue line. You've got an extra center. Let's. I mean, this stuff isn't that hard. That we should see more trades like this because you know it it not not every trade has to instantly be oh you won and you lost. This is the, that was a trade that worked for both teams and made sense for both teams. Co captain W Looper. I don't know what that means. At W Looper. Says, does it make sense for the does it make sense for the Canes to make a significant offer for Ryan O'Reilly? Eh. Yeah, I saw that one. I eh. because this again, like the the report from Buffalo was they're open for business and everyone's available other than Jack Eichel. It's a big contract, though. Which, it is a real big contract, but Oof. I mean, I don't know. You're that that I. It, like, I guess is, he, my answer, is he really I, that much better than Jordan Stahl? You know, like, is it really yeah. going to matter if you get Ryan O'Reilly? I think my answer would be, I don't know that it makes sense for Carolina to make a big offer for him. I think it might make sense for Carolina to kind of kick the tires and find out how interested are the Sabres in maybe changing the mix and, 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 uh, mm-hmm. and making significant changes. And is this something where maybe we can get a guy without having to make a, a great big offer and then maybe even get him at a bit of a discount or if the Sabres are willing to, eat a little salary or take some back. Okay. I, I, I'd make, I think it's worth making the phone call. Boston chef Al. It's either Al or AI. I can't tell if that's a lowercase L or a capital I, but he wants to know, should the NHL consider altering its default camera view from East West to North South, like the EA NHL video games? My answer is yes, but I don't know how they do it because you got a big old jumbo trot on the way. So you can't really do the, the spider cam the yeah. NFL does, but I, I totally, I love the NFL thing when they were doing that on Sunday night. So if they yeah. could, yeah. I, I have a harder time adjusting to it. I, I love the idea in theory, but every time I'm watching a game and like, you know, they'll, they'll switch on the power play and just do the, yeah, I love behind it. it. I love that. And, and I'm always like, I'm always, when they switch over, I'm like, yes. And then after a few seconds, I'm like, okay, switch it back. I'm not. I've, I've been watching it the old way for too long. So my answer is I'm probably the wrong person to ask because, uh, oh, set in his to... ways, Sean. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the, I like the concept more than I've liked it in, in practice, but maybe, maybe over time I get used to it. Cause I, you know, I like, I like, I, I like, I like all these views for the replays and I love that we've got the, the, 
the ref cam now. And I love that we've got that view from like the corner boards. You know what I'm talking about? What the, you mean, like when the ref is like looking at like a two on one from that side angle type thing? Like, you know it's what I mean? usually a lot of times they only they they break it out for face offs. It's it's actually down. Somebody told me it's called like the the ankle cam or something because it's actually down in the dasher of the boards. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe you guys don't have this. Maybe this isn't something that's that's common down in the U.S. But we have it up here for the Hockey Night Canada broadcast, and it's great. It it just it looks so good, and it's uh, uh you know a lot, they'll show face offs from that view, and then and then some of the replays. It's it's too limited to show game action but i love that thing. i think that's even better than the ref cam so i'm i'm good with a lot of these new new views for showing me different pieces and sides of the game it's just when it's actual game action i think i'm too used to the mm-hmm. the old school uh, side view all right two more one for me one for you real quick adam hill does david mitty was wrong about crawford darling absolutely not carolina's team stinks in front of him if you Darling gives up a bad goal here and there, like the really bad Zibanejad goal, but man, that team stinks in front of him. So I'm going to say no, I'm still not wrong. And for you, Mutt0311, what does Sean hate about Canada? Turn against your country for a couple seconds, and then we'll go. Oh, what do I hate about Canada? <laughs> what do you hate you about Canada? Smokes. Come on, there's got to be something. Just in general? Um, I mean, the, obviously the weather is weather is not fantastic. The... Uh, People are great, though. People are the people are nice. The food's the food's fine. It's you know, the, I mean, poutine and beaver tails are kind of they're, they're fine. Uh, the the you know the some of the neighbors are iffy. <laughs> there we go. But uh, I feel like if we had more time by like minute ten of this question, you'd be like, you know, and the other thing too about the economy <laughs> is they don't hire and like I just I feel like we we could really dig our dig our teeth into this, but yeah, I feel like this is going to end with me like furiously making notes <laughs> later this afternoon, and then we're going to have an emergency podcast. It's just me doing a doing a full heel turn on on my uh, my nation. Justin Trudeau does not understand a good tax plan if it would have smacked him in the face. It's really ridiculous. All right, Sean, Sean, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. No, we don't have to go. You have to go. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we do have to go. We're at like an hour. We got to an hour, right? We, we, did, yep. a, we did a good podcast today. I want to thank everyone in this room with me, which includes me and uh, Marina Kozlock. Yeah, thanks very much, Marina. She's going she's gonna to leave and someone else will be here next week and... <sighs> they're gonna have to break them in with the whole hockey stuff because marina knows hockey and now this new person probably won't but thank you for all your help and assistance and good luck good luck in in your future that doesn't involve us and um go check us out on vice on vice on twitter at vice biscuits and yeah check us out on vice go to vice.com something or other and you'll see you'll see us there People seem to always want you to rate 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 you five uh, five stars on iTunes. Do that too. That's a thing people always say. I don't know if that matters, but we always have to say it. And uh, yeah, go check our stuff out. Check my uh, Tuesday post on Sportsnet is a a big post about uh, Jacob Markstrom chasing a an NHL record that should actually be impossible to break, uh, but he's about to do it anyways. Uh, I wrote it mainly for. Jacob Markstrom, but honestly, it was like 80% so that I could just write cool stuff about Pokey Reddick. Is it possible that he will have broken the record by the time people hear this? It, I would have to check the schedule. It is, uh, it, it is possible, I think. I hope it, happen- uh, I hope it happens. It will be very close, but the fact that I've written about it almost guarantees that he won't. 
because I pitched the idea to my editor on Saturday and Saturday night, he came within two minutes of blowing it, uh, which would have been purely just to spite me. Uh, and then you'll hate Canada. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week for episode six of biscuits colon a hockey podcast. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.